Welcome to Nudia's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nuria's Mastermind. I have the gorgeous, amazing, powerful, intelligent, brilliant Nineveh Madsen on the show today. Welcome, girlfriend. Thank you, Nuria, for having me on the call. I appreciate it. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. I am too. We have been wanting to intentionally have this moment together and it's just been, you know, crazy lives. We've scheduled a couple of times. I've had to reschedule. Anyway, I'm so happy you've had to reschedule. I'm so glad we're here now. But uh, just to give a little bit of history, I met Nineveh at a local Salt Lake City event that we were both speaking at. And you were just barely shifting from being in the media uh, as a news host. And then, and perhaps the actual role, you know, is more specific, but, and you were just coming out with your new magazine. And I remember you were doing this huge shift from being in the media and the news. And it it felt like you were so disconnected from that, those type of stories that the values weren't in alignment. And then you got into the magazine and that was super successful. And now you're, you've created this incredible just space and opportunity for women to really step into their power. I'll let you tell us more about it, but I'd love to just have you share your story. Cause I think it's incredible of how you went from being very successful, but unfulfilled to now being very successful, even more so, but really happy mission driven and completely connected to purpose. Yeah, I love this word success. We have to redefine what success means. I think we use the word success, right, Nuria? And we begin to think of monetary success, success with our titles, uh, success with the way that we look and what we wear. And a lot of that is driven by the Instagram society. I'll just say social media society, Mm -hmm. right? The metaverse world where now we are exposed to so much imagery and kind of others telling us what success looks like, right? I would say in terms of my story, I've reinvented myself many times throughout the last couple of decades. So I'm going to rewind it just 25 years ago. So when I got out of um, high school, right, I was in college and I ended up dropping out because I didn't want to go the traditional route at the time. And I really wanted financial independence and away from my family at the time they were going through a divorce, unfortunately, my parents. So I wanted to just become independent, but I've always been independent. And I've never liked anybody telling me what to do. I I hate it, you know? So I got in trouble in school a lot growing up because if 
I had a problem even asking permission to use the restroom in a classroom environment. And mm. so when the teacher would say no, because you know that would happen, like no, now yeah. the time, I just walk out anyway. It's like I'm not going <laughs> to get a slip from you. So, I love that rebel side of you. I love it. Well, you know, rebellion misplaced energy, right? So I got into a lot of trouble growing up. But when I, I chose my first career out of um away from pain. I wanted to move away from pain. So it was driven away from pain versus driven towards pleasure. And I bring that up for us, um, for a purpose. So I actually went to go study to become an esthetician and makeup artist. And I did that for a few years. And then I had this moment, I had this client come in, a first time client that looked up at me and I was doing her eyebrows. And she said, no one will ever know who you are if you're in this room all day. I don't know why she said it, what it was supposed to mean, but do you ever feel like you have these just magical moments? They come from, I believe, the spiritual world and people are messengers if we listen closely enough. Yes. And so I took that and interpreted it as I need to get out of this room where I'm doing facials and makeup and waxing all day. I'm meant for more. Nothing wrong with being an esthetician and makeup artist. It's just, I needed to evolve out of that. So I went back to college and I stumbled into, I won't kind of go over the whole story of how I ended up in broadcast because that certainly wasn't my personality. If you look at my history, it wasn't like, oh, she was a cheerleader. She was super outgoing, always so beautiful and put together. I mean, I was went through some real weird phases with my hair. I didn't know how to do my makeup and you know, I, I even uh, went through a lot of bullying in high school because I was different, you know, I was an immigrant. And I mean, this was back in the day. People, kids were cruel then and they are now. Right, right? now. And have- I got some of that too, girl, you know, being an immigrant and just different, spoke Spanish, being from born somewhere else. So yeah, happens. You got it. it. And it's strange to think about, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm from a different area of the world. And I guess that gets made fun of, but when you're the new kid, that can happen. So fast forward, I end up in broadcast news and I I want to explain the story and all the synchronicities that occurred to make that happen. And uh, I discovered my voice and I discovered my love and passion for storytelling. I wasn't really in love with the idea of being on television at all. And in fact, I was really triggered by people who wanted to be in broadcast because they wanted to be on TV. Mm. And that's driven by significance. You know, we're all driven by different things. We all want significance, let's just admit it. I just didn't want that to be the driving force for me. It was a driving force for a lot of people who work in media is that they want that significance, the fame, the notoriety. And I really fell in love with storytelling. And um, I was surprised when I- yeah, I got a job as a, a news anchor and reporter, first gig making $19,000 a year in Yuma, Arizona. And then a couple of years later, I got promoted and ended up in Salt Lake City, Utah and spent about close to yeah eight plus years at the local market there at one of the television stations. And I just kept getting promoted. And I finally ended up with my own show It was a four o'clock daytime show. And Noria, the show didn't even exist at the time. So it wasn't like I was replacing another anchor. 
all the spots were full oh. and I had a vision. I'm like, I need my own show. And I had a vision of what the show would actually be. I thought about I introducing that. the market to something very different. I said, you know, Utah needs some flavor. And, yes. you know, this, I said, I see media shifting and changing. I see the future because my father works in technology and then I'll, I'll wrap him into the story in a little bit. But he said, I, I think the media model, the way it exists today is an old model. And that's when people started podcasting and, you know, audio media became more popular, digital media. And I pitched the idea of us having a podcast, a digital show. They weren't about it. I didn't care if it was on TV or not. I just said, I think we can produce content in a different way. And anyway, I ended up advocating. How amazing, by the way, that you at that time, that it was not a popular thing. It was not something that everyone knew about. You were being so innovative. So that rebellious energy you had in a good way was also showing up there of like, let's break this. Let's disrupt something that's so old and boring. I love that you said bringing flavor, bringing <laughs> flavor into it. And uh, you know what? You're wearing hoop earrings. I'm wearing hoop earrings. When Before I was actually hired in Salt Lake City, and I did find out later, I was one of the first, when I say women of color, I mean, in, in Utah, there for sure. I was the first. It was all uh, Caucasian. Yes. And they hired me. Yes, I was good. And I was actually told you're hired because you look different. Okay. Wow. It is what it is. Fine. You know, you wanted more diversity in the newsroom. And I can appreciate that. I was like, well, let's not just hire because of the way I look. Uh, <laughs> I'm also very good at what I do. Yes, I'm talented. Exactly. Yeah. It's just an interesting industry. So here I am. I, I'm eight years at the station. I was sharing my vision. I mean, I believe I'm a visionary with them, but you know, you have a general manager has been there forever, still there. And, you know, a female news director at the time who had a lot of masculine energy. That's the way, to, best way to describe it. Guards up, never any vulnerability. I can feel for her now, because I've been out of the business for over a, you know, about a decade. I understand that like, as women try to figure out what their roles are, especially, especially in corporate America, they kind of like redesign who they are. They shift into masculine energy and they think their feminine energy is um, weak, right? Yes. So lots of masks, lots of masks and pretense. And it's all protection. It is all protection. Uh, but it was it's a, sad because of the, the fear, right? Like, and you and I can see that now, but yes, it's sometimes very difficult to deal with, even as another woman in being in those situations of how are we not empowering and coming together rather I'm getting scrutinized or, you know, it's just, uh, the opposite of what you would hope for. But yes, at the end of the day, I truly believe it's just the fear, the, um, you know, just the they're surviving because no one's gotten a seat at the table. They do. So then it's like, I'm protecting it. You know, be, they become these lions and um, it's, it's sad and true and hope, hoping we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. I like this concept of thinking about what's the win-win because nobody has to lose in any situation. Now, unfortunately, the culture of mainstream media is rooted in what I call scarcity mindset. 
because look at the type of content that they produce and reproduce over and over again, right? Um, they capitalize on fear. That's just their, that is what they sell is fear because it's very easy from our, our brains are still, it haven't evolved, right? Like we have, our brains haven't evolved, right? From like a primal standpoint. So it's very easy to trigger our fight or flight response. And we can do that through storytelling and information. And so I believe, you know, mainstream media sells fear. I'm not saying information isn't important. Pertinent information is important, but that's a massive responsibility when you are impacting the behavior of people watching that information. You want to take that role very seriously, right? So it didn't really align with me anymore. And so I pitched the daytime show and I had a vision of having a show and a female co-host. And I said, you know, we could introduce topics that would help women in the state of Utah because it's right before the newscast but listen they're like yeah that sounds great let's do it let's sign the contract we go for it instead they give me an older gentleman male anchor I'm like I don't need a man you know (laughs) it's like I don't need it was a pretty much a solo show that ended up just moving him to a segment because they realized that I was like very dominating and I pretty much could you know, unfortunately continuously made him kind of look idiotic, which was not my intention, (laughs) but he wasn't very dominant. So they ended up giving him his his own segment, but the show was not what I had envisioned whatsoever. And that's when this idea of I'm going to create my own media empire. Okay. Come on. Like I have no capital, have no money. I started her magazine on my iPad at work. And wow. I just got so passionate about it. I got people writing for it. You know, people really believed in the mission. And so when the station found out about that, they were very angry. They saw it as competitive and they asked, do you have advertisers? I'm like, well, I'm very like, thank you for believing that I could get advertisers at this point, but like no one's reading this thing. This was my vision yeah. for the show, but because I couldn't fulfill that purpose, mm-hmm. I had to take it somewhere else. And so to be expressed in a different way. Exactly. Things didn't end well, unfortunately. It did not end well. It ended, it ended with me having a lot of anxiety because I felt like I was in a prison. And so I left in the middle of a contract and it was pretty ugly in terms of station management, poor leadership, because I know a lot about leadership now very poor leadership. I left. There was a lot of clean ha- cleaning house that happened. It's all good. I'm so happy and grateful for my experience in broadcast, Nuria, because I gained an incredible amount of skill set because it was such a fast-paced environment and I could produce uh, results much faster than people in who were raised in a typical corporate environment. So I had this tenacity and hunger and drive that was pretty excessive. <laughs> I love <laughs> it, girl. You're on fire. I'm on fire. My God, let me tone it down. So that's- No, no. I, I love the big energy from you and that we need more of that, you know, like from you even finding your voice in a, in a way and how beautiful that you had to go through that process just to help you really get clear and be able to share it and express it. 
but it's so totally okay that you have that huge of a drive in that you want to play big. And I invite more, more people to play in that space, more women, more, um, everybody, you know, so no, you keep your fire lit up all the way, all the way. I appreciate it. So I've, I've reinvented myself many times after the magazine, I actually closed it down. Why? I'll tell you why. Very new in business. I didn't have any capital. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm sure you've been through this before, right? It's not like you, you knock out the first idea out of the park. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to have a media empire. And my father is an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur since I was in high school. So he actually used to be employee. He transitioned into um, entrepreneur. So I kind of watched him build multiple businesses. And then also, I don't want to call it failure, but shut down businesses, learn from them, open a new one. And he came to me and he said, you know, you're going to need to raise a lot of capital if you want to build this, you know, media empire that you're envisioning. Why don't you come and work for me and do social media content and blogging? You're, you're experienced in, in content marketing, whether you realize it or not. And uh, we don't have any marketing at our company. We have no marketing. So you had a company and they were like at multiple seven figures in revenue at the time. And so I said, okay. And I went there and I was getting paid as a contractor at first. So I went from making pretty good money and uh, super blessed that I had the opportunity to transition into my father's company, right? Because I'm like, I, yeah. I, mean, I need to make some money. He's yeah. like, come, come do social media. I'm like, ah, I could do that in my sleep. $4,000 a month as a contractor. So I went from making you know, close to six figures in news to just dropping here. And he basically wow. said to me, this is an opportunity and you decide what you make of it you decide how hungry you want to be at it. And he was really patient until one day I came and I said, I've got a vision. I think I should build your entire marketing infrastructure and whatever else you need in the business. And he's like, okay, let's go. And so I spent eight years with his company and really aggressively helping him build the company for the last five years. And I learned so much about leadership building teams. I had a front row seat to being an entrepreneur without taking the high risk that entrepreneurs do. So I would describe myself as an intrapreneur, a very driven intrapreneur. And I felt like I had a lot of freedom. So the beautiful thing about my father is not micromanagerial. He's like, here's the budget, figure it out. And I just really thrived in the space of figuring it out. And I made so many mistakes, so many. It was like ridiculous. In a regular corporate environment, I'm like, pretty sure like I would have been fired. I mean, not the type of mistake. You know, you have a budget, you go, you make a decision and you're like, wrong hire. Sorry, dad, I got to fire the person. But he never would tell me like, you have to fire them. He was like, well, you made the decision. You take accountability. He had a he gave me a lot of leeway because he's an entrepreneur and he's made many mistakes too. Sure. So, um, what a great lesson as a father too, that he hands on to give you the freedom, get, you know, empowered you and so much sovereignty to just learn. Yeah. And that's, 
that's amazing. But, and, and I know that even though all of the lessons you learned, um, I know you also helped so much because you and I have had conversations and I know you helped that company grow tremendously. Yeah, I'm really excited for where the company's at. I'm a shareholder. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to get stock options. It's, you know, cybersecurity SaaS model and the multiples in tech are insane. And so after eight years of not only building a marketing team, and I, when I say I, there were so many people involved in helping me get there, right? So I coupled with the incredible people we hired we built out in terms of what I ended up overseeing wasn't just marketing, but it was, you know, marketing, customer success, the tech support team, HR, recruiting. There were so many areas of the business that I got to help build. It doesn't mean that I did all the work, but help build. So bring in other leaders and work with them on, on bringing things to life and kind of figuring it all out together. And as a result of that and, and the, um, the different strategies that uh, that company was able to scale to, um, you know, I don't want to give the number in a, a way because it's a, a private company, but let's just say multiple eight figures and they'll be well on their way to nine figures, no problem. So really exciting. amazing. And you were a big part of that. That's just, yeah. Level. Well, listen, Noria, I reached another point, interestingly enough where I was no longer feeling fulfilled mm -hmm. because cybersecurity is not my passion. <laughs> I mean, I know it's necessary. It's my father's passion. I know yes, yes. he is a technologist. This is his background. He has like multiple patents. I don't understand how the guy's brain works. It's kind of insane. You know, I don't really take after him much, maybe just a little bit because he's very musical and creative. Um, that was like, wow, he's just so experienced, um, that he was able to create a product and he's able to see in the future in terms of what the world needs as we head into this metaverse driven, AI driven, data driven, technology driven world. We're really going to have to secure data in transit. I mean, I think you're seeing already what's happening, right. With like phishing scams and how is people are not prepared for what's to come. Yes. So he loves it. Super it was important. Amazing. Very yeah. important, amazing uh, to go to market with a product like that. But at the end of the day, I did not feel fulfilled because I shut down what I originally wanted to do. So I was going through just this phase and actually I've been in that phase for probably three or four months where just feeling just pressure and anxiety. And I'm like, I have to get out, right? I have, I know what this is. I've felt this before. And I mentioned that because if people feel that way, they need to listen to their body. They need to listen to that voice. If you are not expressing yourself and pursuing your purpose, you're headed in the wrong direction from a mental health perspective. Oh, that's so important. good. That's so good. What you just said, you're heading in the wrong direction from a mental health perspective because that purpose keeps calling you. I feel like every time where I've had a similar moments like yours of like, you're being called for something. You're not, if you're not listening, if you're not choosing to go down that path, it will mess with you. 
-hmm. it will so I I love that it's like finding the awareness to listen and you know there are miracles all around us every day there are signs like you said all around us it's just if we're there present to actually pay attention to what's happening exactly exactly so I actually left the company about three months ago, I'm a board of advisors. So I'm still involved and talk to my father a couple times a week, you know, uh, still mentoring a, a couple of the people there. Some of them have joined my new program. So they're like, no, oh, that's amazing. Um, so cool. But what ended up happening is I reached this point and then my husband is also an entrepreneur. I, I guess I'm just surrounded by- These guys you know, are legit the power couple. Like you talk, people, you know, people are like, oh, we're a power couple. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You have not met Nineveh. Uh, and she, she has the real power couple Aww. going on here. So you guys are fantastic. I appreciate it. I, I basically was, you know, an employee. I mean, more than that, but you know, I wanted to make sure we had a solid income while my husband was building the business, right? Because, you know, from experience, I don't know the timeline for you, but for him, it took him a decade to crack the first seven figures, right? And I know seven figures sounds like a lot of money to most people, but it's not like it's take home. You know, you have operating expenses, you have employees, you're investing a lot and making mistakes and right. Yes. So when, once you crack, yeah, that's not that, the profit. That's not the bottom. That's line. not the profit. I said revenue is revenue. So once he hit that crack the code there's like almost like this you crack the code you know what i'm talking about in business yeah. like boom i figured yeah, exactly. it out right so um you know he's like babe i know you helped your father's company scale <laughs> <laughs> and i love that i need you <laughs> i need you so i'm actually i have a lot of experience in marketing and let's say like I'm a uh, customer experience driven. I don't have like a sales background, but I really understand marketing in terms of the pull method, not necessarily digital advertising. I'm very well versed in the pull methodology of marketing, client experience. And then I'm extremely operational, you know, system oriented process, building teams, leading teams, scaling the company that way. And so he came to me. I love what they're doing. I've always felt so connected to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Those are like the three core pillars and the areas that we focus on in, in our company, which is called Superhuman. And initially he came to me and said, why don't you launch the female side? I was like, that sounds cool. So it wasn't the original plan to go play COO at the company. I went in with a mentality of taking a break, a taking a break. I don't know if I know how to take a break. I was like, yeah, I'm going to like not work for three months. And, and this is what my father said to me. He's like, oh, really? So you're leaving to take a break. Like you're going to take a sabbatical. And I said, yeah, I'm like pretty burnt out. I need to relax. And he said, Nineveh, you don't know how to relax. It's not part of your personality. I don't see you working part-time. He's like, but I support you fully. Good luck. And I'm so blessed that he was so supportive. He wasn't mad about me leaving. I said, I'm going to go help my husband. So I'm going to go launch the female side of the company, the female protocol. So super woman. And from a marketing perspective, 
we wanted to make sure that women were aware that there was a space for them inside the company. I go to do that and I start digging into the business and I see all the opportunity for like revenue expansion and how we can optimize process to scale. And I'm like, let me help you with this. I'm, I'm really into building and scaling businesses. So I've got a lot of different passions, Noria. And what I've learned and the reason why I share this is like, there's nothing wrong with reinventing yourself and there's nothing wrong with having multiple passions and being able to express those passions either with, with your company or inside a company and with hobbies as well. Hmm. That's power. Yeah. Um, and I love that you say that. I, it reminds me of when I was about to launch my company a few years ago, my coach, I was sitting down at a meeting with her and she said, what are all your passions? And so I named them all, you know, traveling, giving back to the community. I want to build something different in my industry and just named a bunch of things. And, and she said to me, this was like one of the best questions she ever asked me. She said, what makes you think that you have to separate everything from each other? Like what life can you create that includes everything involved and live that? And it just really hit me, you know, like, you're right. I can do all the things maybe, you know, and I'm not talking about like becoming a mother and things. I feel like there's a season for everything. I don't know that there's life balance, but there's seasons, you know? And so, um, but that really woke me up. It woke me up to something new. That's beautiful. I love that there. And I love what you said about seasons. There is a season to everything. I'm a mother. I have a four and a half year old daughter. And there was a season when she was a newborn, right? There, there's a season to our bodies. There's a season to, you know, when we're building something, it's not always at equilibrium all the time, right? You're not just the straight line. It's like these ups and downs, hills and valleys, and people need to rec recognize that. And people need to listen to that voice. I'm a big believer in self-care. I don't work like a lunatic. That's something that I've learned because less is more. A lot of us are really, you know, you meet those people and they're, like we said, life gets busy, but their calendars are always full. I think half of that work is like unnecessary work. So what I've actually learned out of this transition is like, what, what's going to have the biggest ROI and the biggest impact? And I've learned not to allow my calendar to rule my day or rule my life. I can adjust it. I, it's not black and white, right? Yeah. And I realized in the past that I made myself busy because I was distracting myself from the real work, which was doing the inner work and actually asking myself, what do you want to do? Who do you want to become? And why are you playing so small? And it's wow. like, that it's just gave me chills. That was a mic drop moment, girl. I hope you know that. That's <laughs> so good. So good. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I want people to realize like the real work is the inner work. And I'm just, we talk about mindset, you know, but mindset is mental health. So those two terminologies are interchangeable. I'm really passionate about mental health and the physiology of the body and optimizing it. I always say like superhuman, what do you guys do? And we say, okay, on a simplistic level, we're like fitness, fitness, nutrition mindset. I'm like, here's what it is. It's a virtual and digital company, right? That is focused on 
total body optimization, mind body optimization. So we're like a virtual and digital HPC, human performance center for that's the amazing. mind body. I mean, that's the ultimate vision actually is to think of it like HPC. We're building a human performance center from a uh, digital and virtual perspective. And then eventually we will uh, physically as well. And um, I think there's- what I love so much. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to point something out. I love so much that your program and everything that you and John have built has been around from the inside out so that you are taking that mental health aspect. I think that those worlds are very separated. Sometimes, especially in the fitness world, I see so much going on in fitness and so many different coaches and different programs, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that you guys have actually really taken that aspect and bringing it, you're bringing it home. So I feel like any type of transformation, it's going to start from the inside out. And so the fact that you're paying attention to that, and that's a part of the program um, is very powerful. Are you feeling like that is the biggest difference in the program that you guys have created? Um, yeah. Or what, what, you know, tell me more about that. Cause I think it's brilliant. Well, how do, how are we differentiating ourselves in the marketplace? Right. That's the question. And it's, I'm not a fitness coach. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. it's not about that. Right. And, and my husband comes from, you know, he played in the NFL he comes from the gym space. He owned multiple gyms and understands fitness and nutrition inside out. But, you know, we own a company and right now we're at about 20 people. We have a head of human performance. We have phenomenal nutrition coaches and everything is customized for the customer they come in because everybody is different and we're all meeting them at a different place. We typically work with high performers. I mean, that is our, our market right now is working with high performers who, you know, they're not interested in free. They're not interested in going on YouTube and figuring it out or, you know, their $99 program. And no, mostly we work with entrepreneurs, high performing, high achievers, who want to cut through the noise and want to get results. And so it's customized and you have a one-on-one -on -one coach and you have that accountability. And we really teach people to change their mindset around dieting in general, because everyone's got this like, so what's my diet? What do I eat? Do I like not get to eat a burger? I'm like, well, you can eat a burger or not eat a burger. What we need you to understand <laughs> is nutrition and how the body responds to nutrition and how the body responds when we eat too much, we gain weight, we get inflamed, right? And kind of changing the mindset and approach about this is not a six week challenge, guys. This yeah. is total body optimization so that you can have better health. It's about longevity. And so we market it because we have to reach the customer first. We market it like, hey, you know, you need to lose weight. You know, you do come on in. But as we get them in and we take them through that customer journey, our clients, uh, we're at about 600 customers now worldwide, they begin to realize, wow, this is so much more than a fitness program. Mm -hmm. You know, we encompass mindset by having like weekly mindset coaching calls. And then we're also partnered with one of the most phenomenal mental programmers out there. His name is William Lamb. So we're partnered with him on the mindset stuff. Because John and I understand mindset at a simplistic level, you know, we're coached in it. However, the true master at mental programming is William Lamb. So we actually have a, a program called Upgrade X. And so when people are ready to ascend, 
and do the unconscious reprogramming work, mm. what we really teach people is that things have to change at the identity level. We look the way we do or we're, our physiology is the way it is because of what's going on here in our minds, what our beliefs are about ourselves, uh, about what we deserve. It's all in here in our mind, but we're approaching it from physical because people are vain and that's okay. And it's easy to explain, you need to lose some weight. But the real transformation is happening in, in the mind and then that reflects in the outside world. So everything is a projection of what's happening inside our mind, right? You know 100%. that. Yes. Yeah. Powerful. I know you just had an event as well. So you, and, and remind me, you started this with your husband, how long ago? It hasn't even been a year, has it? So he's been in business in the like physical transformation business. So that's fitness, you know, and nutrition strictly only uh, for about a decade. And a couple of years ago, we, um, partnered with William Lamb on the mindset aspect. And I helped to rebrand the company about a year and a half ago. Okay. okay. So I said, this is much bigger. I told my husband, I said, is this much bigger? I said, I'm noticing you're spending a lot of advertising dollars. Is this how you want to brand yourself? The time it was called athletic and fit or athletic AF. I said, I think what you're doing is much bigger than this. Mm -hmm. So I went to go rebrand the entire company and I always say I connected to like the spiritual realm and I started really thinking about the future. And that's where this superhuman was born. Like that's what we're doing. We're helping people become superhuman. And what does that mean? If you look it up in the dictionary, it means people who have capabilities beyond the human level. That's what it is. We want to teach people how to like completely unleash and become one percent of one percenters in their bodies and their minds. And we can change the world if we do that. Absolutely. It's so powerful. And I love it. And I know you just had an event you were telling me about. So let's talk a little bit about that. It was your first one for the women, right? Yes. Yes. So we have events through our upgrade X series. And I decided that, you know, the, the day before our upgrade X series events. We are going to have a female only event uh, because we connect in a different way. I love men. I, I love their masculine energy. I love partnering with them on things. But I think females still want community together. They want to feel supported. So we just had an event. We had an incredible lineup of speakers, but I approached it a little differently because I see a lot of business conferences out there and it's very masculine driven. I'm like, how do we integrate the masculine and the feminine? So you're going to hear from like the quote unquote boss, you know, babes. I'm, I'm not saying I like that or don't like that. Terminology. <laughs> um, but you're going to hear from all these like hyper successful women. They're going to tell you how they like the grit they had to like build it. At the same time, we did some breath work. We did a special like uh, intention stick ceremony. This is what I'm, I, I'm wearing a necklace. It's called an intention stick. So we did that ceremony and we just integrated some feminine aspects into it where we were like, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable and cry. And so we had people in the audience like crying, tearing up, having breakthroughs. I love it. Yes. I've learned to embrace emotions instead of like stuffing them down inside. When you stuff your emotions and you don't process them, they manifest as physical symptoms. It creates, creates disease in the body. 
but we're not taught that. We're taught to like put on a tough face, put on a brave face. And that kind of messaging is actually impacting people's mental health. So we have to completely transform the way we even approach work and how we work as human beings. This is not the industrial age anymore. You know, this nine to five mentality, it doesn't work. It, it's a technologically advanced world and we haven't caught up to it. And uh, we just need to change the way that we live. And we need to incorporate things that are going to help us thrive versus just surviving. Oh, I love it. Everything you just said and um, in having this, this beautiful program. And I know we got more in the depth of it, but it's so important for me to talk about it because there, there's, not, there's nothing like it that I've come across. And so um, I think it's powerful. And I know that we're coming to an end of our time together today. But before we go, I would love for you to share for the people who are out there listening to this and are connecting to what you've gone through that, you know, you've transformed your life a few times. You have literally woken up and said, I'm no longer fulfilled. I'm not finding purpose on this. And you have made a new decision for the people who are out there in the middle of this, what would be the advice that you give them? You need to make sure that what you're doing aligns with your values and your values can change over time. You know, I rearranged my values. And so every decision that I make in my life, I look at my core values and what's my value system. And that's what drives my decision-making. So if it doesn't align, I don't say yes. And I don't do it because when you say yes to the things that don't align with you, that hurts you spiritually. And that's when you suffer. And so I would say, you know, advice for people maybe going through a change, right? Or going through the transition right now, that it's normal to feel very uncomfortable. Change is not easy. Change can be challenging, especially with the way our brains work. You know, we, uh, that fight or flight or that freeze, your body may think it's in danger and it's not. Your mind will play tricks on you. So you're just going to have to know, one, it's normal to feel the resistance and the doubt and the worry because I go through all of that. I don't want people listening to this episode thinking, wow, she's so strong and powerful and I'm not her. I'm exactly like you. So, hey, you know, a month ago, I'm like crying. I'm praying. I'm like, God, help me through this. I'm so scared. What am I doing? And it's just like, okay, I got to have faith. I got to trust. I got to let go of control. And I just got to believe I have to walk in faith, right? Just one day at a time. Don't think about five years from now, two years from now. What is this going to be a month from now? Just one day at a time. So my advice is just to take it one day at a time and focus on the vision. Focus on what you want. Don't focus on what you don't want. Just focus on what you want and keep moving in that direction. That's it. Powerful. So beautifully said. And that is, that is what you will end up attracting. So I love your advice. I love your story. I wish we had much more time. Um, the very last thing though, I would love to, uh, for our listeners to have access to you, or perhaps they're, uh, you know, thinking about wanting to make some sort of transformation with their physical and mental health. Where can they find you or your program? Just go to suprahuman.com. So S-U-P-R-A human.com. 
or find us on Instagram easy enough. So my handle is at Nineveh Madsen. My husband's is John Madsen official. We're very active on Instagram and you'll find links to our, our company there too, but we'd love to talk to you. Yeah. If you're interested in learning more, honestly, just hit me in my DMS and I'll connect you with someone on my team. Amazing. We'll also tag your website onto our notes and thanks so much for spending the time with me today. I know that uh, I know that conversations we have can be so in depth and uh, we're, we both have a lot of things in common, but one of them is really being able to empower women and people to get to the next level in life and help them think differently, um, get them out of their victim state. You know, the victim mentality, it's like, no, you get to be the creator of your life. And I know we both feel very power, powerfully connected to that. So appreciate and love you, my friend. And thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share the space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.